TED Audio Collective. The computer says it's you. That's what police officers told Robert Williams as he sat in a jail cell for a crime he didn't commit. On January 9th, 2020, police handcuffed Williams in front of his wife and young daughter outside their home in Farmington Hills, Michigan. Williams had allegedly stolen merchandise from a luxury watch store, information police had collected from the data shared by surveillance footage. But they'd arrested the wrong man. Two weeks later, after the technology was proved faulty, the case was dropped. Williams later went on to sue the state of Michigan for the mishap. But this was already after he was investigated and spent 30 hours in custody. Stripped of his constitutional rights and embarrassed in front of his family and neighbors. All thanks to unregulated police technology which studies have shown often misidentifies people of color, and specifically Black men. I'm Sherelle Dorsey, and this is TED Tech. In today's talk, we'll listen in to lawyer and technologist Albert Fox Kahn, who discusses the abuse of surveillance technology today and how simple it will be to regulate it and prevent future mishaps like what happened to Williams. Ever wish you could look around the corner to make sense of today's big business and social issues and prepare for what's coming tomorrow? Dozens of podcasts promise to bring you the latest news and the latest trends. But where's the so what? Why does it matter? And what does it all mean for you? BCG's flagship podcast, The So What from BCG, features award-winning British journalist Georgie Frost, interviewing BCG's leading thinkers and doers to get you the answers you want and need. Hear the ideas that are shaping and disrupting the future. This is not your typical business strategy podcast. Listen to the So What from BCG wherever you get your podcasts. Support for TED Tech comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all-in-one, easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated, helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash tedtech. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash tedtech. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well, now you can invest in what's trending in artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends. Then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is or customize to better fit your investing goals. All in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more 
at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Hackers and cyber criminals have always held this kind of special fascination. Obviously, I can't tell you too much about what I do. It's a game. Who's the best hacker? And I was like, well, this is child's play. I'm Dina Temple Raston. And on the Click Here podcast, you'll meet them and the people trying to stop them. We're not afraid of the attack. We're afraid of the creativity and the intelligence of the human being behind it. Click here. Stories about the people making and breaking our digital world. AI machines. Satellite. Engine ignition. Click here. And liftoff. Click here. Every Tuesday and Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. We all know we're tracked everywhere we go, but as a lawyer, a technologist, and anti-surveillance activist, I'm here to tell you two things. The threat is way worse than you realize, and the solution's simpler than you think. And no, it's not wearing a tinfoil hat. You may know that advertisers can record every link you click and every place you've been, but you may not realize the government can buy that data too. If the NYPD wants to track a BLM protest, they can buy the data. If Texas wants to watch an abortion clinic, they can buy the data. And when the IRS wants to know if your Florida company is really doing work in California, they don't need to buy the data. They already did. Millions of our location records. And what the government can't buy, it can take by force, crudely wielding our 18th century constitution against 21st century technology. With a geofence warrant, companies are forced to hand over our location data, not for one person, but everyone, every single user in a geographic area, whether a single room or an entire city. In one Virginia case, police cast a digital dragnet far beyond the crime scene, forcing Google to identify everyone nearby, even those at a church, even though they weren't even suspects. It's not only Orwellian, it's bad policing. Search widely enough and someone's movements will always look suspicious. Like an Arizona man, wrongly arrested, for a murder miles away simply because someone was logged into his Google account. Or a Florida man connected to a crime scene for biking around the neighborhood. Look, I don't know about you, but I find it hard enough to work up the energy to work out without worrying that my Fitbit is going to land me in jail. <laughs> Technology makes tracking possible, but it's our laws that give it force, posing a deeply discriminatory danger to BIPOC communities, LGBTQ individuals, and undocumented families. We can't continue to watch officers shred the Fourth Amendment safeguards against search and seizure. We can't wait for the Supreme Court to act. We must ban geofence warrants and other surveillance abuses today. <laughs> for years, privacy advocates have fought how companies collect our data, and we failed. Maybe we should have tried the tinfoil hats after all. But we can stop mass surveillance if we change the problem we're trying to fix. Shifting our focus from how companies collect our data to how governments abuse it. 
In America, our default rule is that every smartphone, computer, and internet-enabled toaster oven is a police tool in the making. Officers can seize our devices and wiretap Alexa, but they don't control the contours of our Constitution. It's our decision, our democratic decision, whether our data can be used for undemocratic ends. We can create new firewalls to protect our information, not not computer code, but legal codes that shield us from having our data used against us in a court of law. Legal firewalls are already becoming a reality in New York. At the pandemic's height, we feared how police and ICE might misuse data from new contact tracing apps that monitor everyone nearby. So we worked with the New York Civil Liberties Unions, doctors, grassroots organizers, to create the first ban on police access to contact tracing data in the country. No one should fear that they'll be arrested because of public health data, but that remains a risk in 49 states. Legal firewalls let us have our technology and our constitution too, enabling innovation by outlawing oppression. We see glimmers of beltway bipartisanship, but state and local governments are our brightest hope. That's because it can take millions of people to enact a national statute, but just a handful of committed activists can make changes in their community. And we already see a deluge of state and local protections, including a bill I helped write, New York's first-in-the-nation ban on geofence warrants. Thank you. And even some courts agree. Just last month, a federal judge struck down that sprawling Virginia geofence, calling on state lawmakers to enact bills like my own. As a teenage protester, NYPD camcorders shoved in my face. I saw surveillance as a threat, and people thought my fears were something out of science fiction. Today, they increasingly think that surveillance is inevitable and that privacy is the fantasy. But I'm actually more optimistic than ever. It had to get this bad for the denial to break and for the public to act. I know we can push back that looming dystopia. I know we can protect the everything that technology might make possible tomorrow. But only if we ban surveillance abuses today. Thank you. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Support for the show comes from Brooks Running. I'm so excited because I have been a runner, gosh, my entire adult life. And for as long as I can remember, I have run with Brooks Running Shoes. Now I'm running with a pair of Ghost 16s from Brooks. Incredibly lightweight shoes that have really soft cushioning, 
It feels just right when I'm hitting my running trail that's just out behind my house. You now can take your daily run in the better than ever Go 16. You can visit brooksrunning.com to learn more. Legal firewalls sound great in theory, but there's no guarantee this gets applied to all tech and surveillance. First, we have to agree to what the definition of surveillance actually means. Dr. Kathy O'Neill's book, Weapons of Math Destruction, dives deep into this issue of how technology decides our fates by way of opaque algorithms. While facial recognition technology and sensors can track people in movement, what we listen to, how many packages we have delivered via Amazon, all the way down to our healthcare data. All of it is at risk for being discovered, hacked, exploited, and abused by authorities. Albert Fox Kahn offers the seeds of a solution with firewalls and the banning of geofence location, but stops there. In the age of digitization and big data setting the rules for engagement, there's virtually no privacy unless you're off the grid. As he pointed out in his talk, our laws and tech have not kept pace with one another. And regulation, as many technologists say, slows down progress. But until we are willing to completely unplug, we will have to be vigilant about reducing surveillance. And regulation is one clear way to do it. We know the stakes are high, so maybe that speed cost is worth it. TED Tech is part of the TED Audio Collective. This episode was produced by Isabel Carter, who also wrote it with me, Sherelle Dorsey. Our editor is Jimmy Gutierrez, and the show is fact-checked by Mateus Salas. Special thanks to Farah DeGrange for her support as a project manager. I'm Sherelle Dorsey. Let's keep digging into the future. Join me next week for more. You're growing a business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.